is The Social Mediators on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. I'm Jillian. And I'm Garrett. And today we're going to be talking about Britney Spears. Ooh. I know everybody cares a lot about Britney Spears. And that's actually not facetious. People really care about Britney Spears. Um, specifically, we're going to be talking about the Free Britney court cases and um, examining the way that social media makes us think about them. So the premise of the show, just for those of you who don't know, is we're going to be examining what information I receive through just basic scrolling through Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, any sort of social media platform. And then my lovely co-host, Garrett, go ahead and explain. (laughs) So I'm going to come in and bring in primary sources, news documents that I can get a hold of to examine exactly what went on and how social media changed the narrative. Yeah. Um, Just as a little intro to like why we're doing this, where it came from, I think the main inspiration was when the Texas heartbeat bill went up and I just saw the way that social media twisted the accuracy and um, made claims that could have easily been refuted had people just read the actual document. And so we're going to be doing that. We're going to be examining my biases because I'm a little bit more social media involved than my friend Garrett. And we're going to be getting to the bottom, getting to the bottom of the truth. Um, Social media will be getting a grade at the end of the episode. So if you're into grades, (laughs) stick around, I guess. Um, So we're going to start with what basically I know about it, which is only what I know from scrolling and what I know from bits and pieces of tweets that I've seen. Um, I'll start at the very beginning, actually, because I'm pretty sure you'll correct me later. I'm pretty sure this did start because of social media, because Britney Spears had an Instagram account that was extremely strange. It was she seemed like she wasn't fully there, which could mean health problems or social issues. But eventually people started to realize that, like, there was a lot of control going on that was not um, legal or moral in any sense of the words. So she would post things about how she was finally free to go outside or how she was finally free to go and she was able to swim laps in her pool today. And people would be like, why is she able to do this now? Something's wrong. Um, And then I guess somebody got wind of her conservatorship and they started a hashtag that was hashtag free Britney and everybody kind of got behind it. And it became like a social movement. And I know this had happened. The social movement itself has been around, has been talked about and like the weirdness of it since the end of my junior year because my friend followed Britney Spears on Instagram and she's like you gotta follow her she's like she's strange now like the one that you know from music and stuff things are off um and so I followed her and it was weird and I eventually unfollowed her because it was just too weird for me um and then eventually like the free Britney stuff started going around and I was like wait like this is a real problem people aren't just like oh laughing about how weird Britney Spears is and so for what I know what had happened is that Britney Spears was deemed like mentally unfit to take care of her own finances. So her father was put in charge of her finances and her um, all of those affairs. And then he <laughs> this is where you'll have to help me in terms of what he actually did wrong. Um, but I guess he just misused her money. Um, I remember I saw a video of her or a tweet, one of the above, where she talked about getting her own iPad and how she was excited about being able to buy her own iPad. And I'm sitting there thinking, like, she's a multimillionaire. Why does she care so much about getting her own iPad? And, like, then it clicked and set into place. Like, oh, my gosh. Like, she doesn't have any control over where any of her money is going. Um, So she has since, from what I can tell, gained control over her social media again. Um, 
and I <laughs> scrolled through her Instagram, would not recommend. She's definitely, I don't know how mentally fit she is to be controlling it, but I mean, if people who are mentally unfit can be in charge of their social medias who aren't famous, then I feel like she should be able to as well. So it's not like a, a crazy concept, but um, that seems to be where she's at now. She's back in control. She also had a documentary go out on Netflix, right? Yes. Um, and there's speculation. I don't know how true this is, but a, but social media seems to be up in arms because she posted something on her, on her Instagram that was like, this documentary placed me in such a weird light. Like, this made me cry, and I've been crying since. Like, that sort of thing. But people don't think she actually posted it. People think that that was somebody who was <laughs> on the other side mm. coming in and being like, posting something to her social media being like this is horrible and making it seem like the work that her um quote-unquote fans and followers have been doing it has been like against britney's will so that's what i know come and incorrect me sure so my first question is how long do you think from your social media perspective that this has been going on oh that's such a good question from my perspective i f i feel like the court cases started in like summer Okay, because you said you first heard about it your junior year, so that would have been what, my junior year three of high school ago? was when people were up in arms about it. When Got people it. were like, "This is weird," and then something actually started getting done, or at least when I started, people started seeing people talking about it was when the, like this summer era was when the hashtag started going around and things were more serious. Interesting. Okay, so here's what I know. This has been a big deal for a long time. Oh. Back in 2007 is actually originally when the conservatorship was established. She'd been cited as having some sort of erotic behavior, mm -hmm. some kind of weird stuff going on, um, some drug abuse issues, alcohol abuse. And at the time, she had young kids, right? And so... I did not know that. Yes. So she had, <laughs> she had little kids and... So she gets taken to court. I believe it was her husband that filed the original suit saying he wanted a divorce, oh. right? Because things were so, so crazy. But then that brought up the issue of custody, mm -hmm. right? Um, and so obviously she wants to keep custody of her children, but yeah. the court deemed her mentally unfit to have custody of her kids. And also in that same span of time determined that she was unfit to handle her own estate. Oh my goodness. Um, so the compromise that they came up with is instead of Britney Spears' husband getting full custody of her kids, she could have half if she agreed to be in a conservatorship. Okay. So just a little brief background on conservatorships. Yes, it's a very rare legal action. It doesn't happen that often um, where essentially a mentally ill person gives their rights to their financial decisions up to a conservator. And it can be a lot broader than just finances. It, in fact, the court determines just what the conservator is allowed to do, how much decision-making power they al they're allowed mm, to have. Okay. Um, so just to give you an idea of kind of how rare this is, I think there's somewhere in the ballpark of about 85 million people in the U.S. currently that have mental illness. Only about a million people are in conservatorships of oh, okay. any kind. And they vary pretty broadly in the extent to which the conservator has control over the life of the person in the conservatorship. Um, so originally, Brittany's dad is given custody. Not custody. He's given... <laughs> <laughs> Brittany's dad is given... He's, he becomes the conservator. So that means he has authority over Britney's finances. The part we don't know 
because these court documents are sealed is what did the court allow him to do? Okay. So the part where, you know, while this is all very confusing is just that he has done some things that no one knows whether or not the court gave him the legal right to do. Okay. Make sense? Do we know what those things are? We know some of the things. Okay. So lots of it Spill. is kind of under wraps. Some of it is hypothetical, but there are a few things that we do know for sure from what Brittany herself has said and from what people that have worked within her security apparatus have come out and said. Okay. So recently there was an interview done by the New York Times by one of the guys that worked in this for the security company that Jamie, Brittany's dad, had mm -hmm. hired to do to run security for her. Um, and he resigned from the company because in his view, the way that they went about uh, providing security for, for Brittany was not only bizarre, but unethical, not right. So here's kind of the gist of that, mm -hmm. right? Just some big things that really stick out. Um, she's on certain medications, but those, those medications are only administered to her in the presence of a security officer. So they hand her an envelope with the medications in them and she has to take them in the presence of the security officer. Is it like, what kind of medicine is this? Is it like Just vitamins? Just mental health stuff, okay. vitamins, everything, right? That's so strange. She has very little, if any, privacy. So another, you mentioned the iPad, right? She yeah. really wanted to have an iPad, an iPhone, and for a long time they fought her on it. They didn't want her to have one, but finally the solution they came up with, this is the security company, it's called Black Box. Mm -hmm. um, side note, Black Box only has one permanent client and it's Britney Spears. Oh my gosh. Kind of weird, right? <laughs> Wait, um, was it a company before Britney? Yes, they did kind of part-time, no, but no, they didn't have any permanent clients. Oh, that's so, so weird. Britney Spears is their only permanent client, yes. Kind of weird, the guy that runs it's sort of a shady character. Uh-oh. Um, but anyways, where were we? We were talking about... Uh, the iPad. Yes, the iPad, right? So they they gave her an iPhone, and then they hooked it up to an iPad that they had access to that mirrored all the activity on the phone. Oh so they monitored her text conversations. They tapped her phone calls, all her emails, her correspondence with her mom. And here's the big... Everybody agrees that this is probably the the biggest blatant violation of her rights is they monitored her communication with her lawyer. Oh. Which is a big no-no because people are fairly certain that no court would have ever granted the right to any conservator to monitor communications okay. between somebody in a conservatorship and their lawyer. Oh my gosh. Okay, so that's... Anyways, the reason why that this is in court now is... Like you said, on social media, there's this weird portrayal of she's not allowed to do things that most people are allowed to mm -hmm. do. And um, eventually, she, she's been trying to fight the conservatorship for years. She's okay. been trying to get out of it for a long time. Like I said, this has been going on since 2007. Um, so about 13 years at this point. And what happened this summer is she finally got a court, court date, right? Mm -hmm. She's in court and um, is trying to... I think her exact words were, my father and everybody involved in this conservatorship should be in jail. Oh. So she not only wants to have Jamie removed as a conservator, okay. um, but she wants the conservatorship to be removed entirely. And um, penalized for it. Yes. And she wants them thrown in jail. So oh, her wow. part her of- Her dad? Her dad included, yes. Oh. Um, and the reason kind of why she puts that forth as you know the course of action she would like them to take is that 
in her view, she is providing and paying all of these people. She's providing for all of them. That's true. You know, she does her own. She talks about this in the in the court hearings. She does her own choreography. She teaches the dancers. You know, she does all of the work, mm-hmm. right? Nobody's helping her do that. And she's making millions of dollars selling all kinds of products. And yet she doesn't have any control over how the money gets used Mm -hmm. you know that's crazy there's now this is totally speculative but people have talked about the possibility that this happened that she was drugged to perform and to i've heard of that as well yeah there's no solid evidence on that no yeah nothing that i found that said for sure this happened but there were some like okay this is a possibility and also like in hollywood and celebrities you never know yeah you You never never know you never know um but anyways so that court case happened this summer and then recently, they had another hearing. Um, something kind of important that happened in the in-between. The person, the lawyer who litigated the original case, his name was Samuel Ingham III, right? He was a... <laughs> the third. Yes, he was a very... I already don't like him. Yes. Hotshot lawyer, right? He's Gross. defended a lot of people in the entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was appointed by the court originally. So he... Okay. Brittany didn't get to choose him as her mm. lawyer. Um But anyways, he filed to try to have Jamie removed as the conservator. um, And essentially, they suspended and said, we're waiting for another hearing. In the in-between time, Brittany was able to get rid of Samuel Ingham and hire her own lawyer, a guy named Matthew Rosengart. Now, just to kind of give you a little context on who this guy is, he represents Jimmy Butler, Steven Spielberg, and Amblin Entertainment, yeah. uh, and Keanu Reeves. So he's a oh. big deal. Oh, and, um, and you know Keanu. He's mm-hmm. big shot. Um, so he was a lot more aggressive than okay. the previous lawyer about trying to get rid of this thing. Um, he filed for Jamie to be not only removed, but also punished, right? And so kind of the upshot of all of this right now where we're at is in the recent court hearing, Jamie's conservatorship rights have been suspended. He's no longer the conservator, but Britney Spears is still in a conservatorship. The court appointed a new conservator. Who is it? He's an accountant by the name of John Zabel. Okay. He... um, I mean, I actually think that probably makes sense having an accountant in charge yeah. of her finances well, rather than her father. And that's the thing. He's just managing the financial side of things. Yeah. Um, and it seems like from what the court has showed that he's got a pretty clean record. Okay. Um, so anyways, he's in charge of her finances until the next court date, which is set for November 12th. Um, okay. And at that time, we're going to find out, like, is Jamie going to be punished? Is mm-hmm. the conservatorship going to be pushed out completely? Yeah. You know, where do we land? Um, another just sort of side sketchy detail mm-hmm. is a couple months ago, Jamie filed to have the conservatorship completely terminated. Okay. Because once Brittany started to say that she wanted Jamie removed, mm-hmm. part of part of the legal ramifications of that is that if a new conservator comes in, Jamie completely has to cede his legal rights to all the documents about the conservatorship okay. to this new conservator. The reason why that's significant is no one knows yet whether or not Jamie was acting within the yeah. rights mm-hmm. of the original conservatorship. Okay. And those documents are sealed until a new conservator is chosen. At that point, he has to give those documents over and an investigation can take place nice. into whether or not he was doing something legal. Okay, or what not. do you think? I want to hear your opinion. 
truthfully, I think Jamie's probably guilty of some serious abuse mm -hmm. of the privileges of the conservatorship that mm -hmm. he was granted by the court. We also know that he's an alcoholic and has some substance abuse issues. Not, not as bad that. as Brittany. Okay. Um, but he definitely doesn't have a clean slate. Now, he if, he's quoted to have been to have said that everything he did was within the bounds of the conservatorship. Okay. But he's the only one that has access to what that says. Yeah. So no one can fact check him on it until gotcha. he gets removed. So we're just waiting for November 12th? Basically. Or, okay. Waiting um, patiently. So um, those of you who are just tuning in, this is the social media social mediators on radio free hillsdale 101.7 fm i'm jillian and i'm garrett and we're talking about the free britney court cases um so let's talk a little bit my information was quite it gave a lot of context social media did because i think social media was the context of these court cases but i didn't know mm, any to most of those details how do we feel about that? Yeah, that uh, doesn't surprise me, first mm. of all, that, you know, there's a lot of things that social media left out. But considering, you know, I think of social media as they like to uh, they like to think to take the sort of ridiculous things, the sort of crazy things yeah. that go on and blow them out of proportion. So I was sort of expecting you to have come and told me that there were all these allegations that, you know, these crazy, crazy things that had happened. Um, but it's surprising to hear that that wasn't really the case. There wasn't a lot of information about kind of what happened on the mm -mm. inside, why it was such a problem. People just seem to think that her behavior is strange. And even in like some sort of weird, twisted way, it became more of a thing that people cared about when like Y2K 2000s fashion became back into style yeah. because then people were looking more at Britney Spears and they were more <laughs> they were caring about her again because she's an icon like objectively um but she wasn't at the forefront of people's minds until this fashion started like resurfacing and becoming more important than people were looking and like hey her social media is kind of weird um so I guess the moral of the story is thank the lord for Y2K fashion yeah um for real so while we like really meditate on what our grade for social media for the week is going to be. I'm going to do a small little segment and we're going to talk about, it's called Chronically Online. Before and you do, go before ahead. you do, there's one thing, I'm very surprised social media didn't mention this. Go ahead. Um, I didn't talk about it earlier because I thought for sure you were going to say something, that there was a post about this. One of the, perhaps the scariest thing uh -huh. that the, uh, the security officers kept Brittany from doing is she began to speak out about wanting to have another kid. She wanted to, oh, to have a baby, yes. um, but the security officers wouldn't let her go to the doctor to get her birth control removed. So yeah. they refused her that right. I thought for sure social media would I say something about that. I did in fact see a TikTok about that, but that was that was a while ago. a long time ago. Yeah, so I just totally forgot about it actually. It's also still an issue though. She's talked about recently this desire and they still will not let her. Oh boy. Yeah. All right. Anyways, so go ahead. we'll use that to, again, further our grade. Um, but this is a segment called Chronically Online. And if you know what that phrase means, you're probably like slightly dipping your toes into being chronically online. Um, it's the idea that people on the internet sometimes have hot takes that are just objectively bad. Like objectively, they make no sense. Like, please go outside and touch some grass, right? Um, so we're going to be talking about this one that I think is the most chronically online thing I've ever heard of. It's been talked about enough by enough people, but I just... Garrett, I need you to know if this exists because okay. I don't know if you do. 
It's called shifting. Do you know what that is? No. I live under a rock. Wait until you hear about what people are doing. It is a community. Oh, I hate calling it that. It's a community of human beings who believe that they have the power to shift to other realities. What? Yes. What what do you mean? They have whole lives there. Like in an Alice in Wonderland sort of sense? Like in a go to sleep and you shift to this other reality where all of these crazy, wacky, like episodic things happen. Like doing ecstasy? No. No. Like, like, I can actually give you an example. The biggest, (laughs) the biggest people, the people that are most involved with this tend to be of the, like, Harry Potter category. Oh, I see. Say no more. So they shift to Hogwarts. And I don't know too much, but I do know that my TikTok for you page has an obscenely disgusting amount of them (laughs) um, where I'm just watching and being like wow these people need to go outside one time and they are convinced that these lives are better than the lives that they're like leading in their what do they call it their current reality oh my gosh and in their desired reality is where they really want to be how do you feel about that that is wild and it's and it's what people do that's like their hobby people are making money off of this wait how because people like have big followings in this community of like this is how you do it this is how you like there's I know one girl on TikTok that I came across, she sells candles that if you light them and like smell them before you go to sleep, you're more likely to be able to get into the mindset of it. What in the world? You know, people are profiting off this big time. It's a scam. I agree it's a scam. And I don't like do people not know about like daydreaming? Like even lucid dreaming I would rather lend yeah, to. Just like be imaginative in a regular way. Yeah, please. no, exactly. No, I would totally agree with you. Um in terms of grades for social media, I'm going to give, I think I'm going to give it a C because okay. they had enough context that you could probably, like, if the truth was presented, you wouldn't be like, no, you would still accept it because, like, the facts all kind of lined up. There's just a lot of info that was being missed. A lot of, like, details that people are like, this is not as important or as interesting as, like, oh, my gosh, she's being, like, controlled, you know? What do you think? Yeah, actually, I was going to say also that I would give it a C. Heck yeah. Um, because you, social media didn't get anything wrong necessarily on the important details. It just left out a lot of <laughs> a things. Lot of and also didn't focus it back in on the broader issue of conservatorships in general, whether or not they're ethical. You know, the main topic on social media is Britney Spears herself and like just her and her iconicness. I guess you could say conservatorships are toxic. <laughs> <laughs> this has been the social mediators i'm jillian parks and i'm garrett and you're listening to radio free hillsdale 101.7 fm see you next time